Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves. Feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Okay, also I'm going to try to detach my mind from the fact that I can hear your HVAC unit piercing through. <laughs> I've got everything here, everything shut off here. I have silence in this room. There's no hissing in this room whatsoever. Okay, but we need my computer. Okay, but I mean, what we're going to do is next time we get a computer is we're not going to get the one that has to do <laughs> with the big clunky black thing that takes 18 minutes to start up that hisses. Those it are doesn't terrible. take 18 minutes. That's why people who do creative doesn't. things don't use Windows things. We Ever, 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 and then ever. So we're okay, well, people who do like math things and spreadsheet things and mm-hmm. office things do use Windows computers. So I'm just letting you know. Okay, well, people I'm who have to, to have get a, things I, done. I, you know what, I'm sorry, Mr. Creative Artist okay, over there. Uh, and when we start selling spreadsheets for for subscriptions <laughs> to people, then I'll I'll remember that. Well, I do for my day job. I'm just. But you know what? You're you know. lucky, Alice, because you have cover. You have cover right now because what's my cover? <laughs> your cover is the following. Are you ready? Uh, okay. I was just downstairs after I checked in, having three minutes until we were starting. I was downstairs getting water for my meal, which is essentially chicken soup, which is essentially broth. Um, okay. So I went out into the lobby, got lobby, the water. You know, it's a cute lobby here. And nice old shiny wood floors and it's nicely mm-hmm. pointed, big Christmas tree. And in the little food area, like where they have hot water and cold water and and a couple of other things. There's mm-hmm. also a microwave. And there's a guy using the microwave. He's got two boxes of stuff like rolling in the microwave. Um, he's got shorts. He's got a shirt that seems like kind of like a like a sleeves cut off sweatshirt. Mm-hmm. And he was and he was um barefoot. Totally. And in the hotel lobby? Oh yeah. Yeah. And it was, That's so gross. Yes, and I thought to myself, in the real world, if 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 I could have my way, obviously I would just have shot him in the head, and that's and he would have deserved it, obviously. And he just and then the idea is that when his next of kin f- comes to him, I say, I just want you to know that he's that's him right there. You can clean him up, mm-hmm. take him out of here, and notice that he doesn't have shoes on. If and if he just wasn't such a selfish, total pig of a prick, then he'd be alive right now. So spread the word to the rest of your progeny <laughs> that maybe they shouldn't be freaking animals. It's so disgusting, and I hear people talk. People who fly planes saying that people are really like 
taking their shoes and socks off on the plane like you're like what is this like oh my i'm i'm at my mommy's house and i'm 11 years old and i'm gonna get as comfortable as i can and take my shoes <laughs> and my sockies off and then play with my feet or rub my feet oh my feet oh the travel i had it's okay i have an excuse i'm doing traveling so i get to do this it's okay uh this is my little this is my little you know 11 year old bedroom for today even though it's you know seat e6 or whatever it is and the same thing with the lobby you're grown man no, I like to feel the comfort of the, the the rug between my toesies, and I like to be totally comfortable. And this is kind of all my big bedroom for the night. It's ridiculous. I don't. I don't. I, I I'm disgusted by people who do. That. I'm disgusted by people who do that. I think that they should, they should all come to violent ends. I'm sorry about that. I do. And like, I, I don't even get like when suddenly it was everything that everybody that everybody wore hats inside restaurants. I don't really know the reason why we why we weren't supposed to but i knew that it it was just this, this this little minor this little minor test to make sure that that you were better than a chimpanzee in the restaurant that's it <laughs> i mean yeah it's interesting i saw somebody tweeting recently about how like it's now a coastal elite thing to take off your shoes when you go to somebody's home yeah but not socks well yeah not socks but this, although this i had, mean a, uh, there there are times of year when if you take off your shoes, you're going to be in your socks for a lot of people. What? I mean, like if it's sandal or flip-flop weather or something. Then you're going to be in your bare feet. Right, right. Yeah, sorry. Okay. okay, okay. Yeah. So, but that you won't have socks on at certain times of year, mm -hmm. right? So, I mean, I do think it's interesting because in some parts of the world that has been the standard for a while that you take off your shoes when you enter somebody else's home and you don't track all your outside stuff all over the ground. And I understand it. But that's um, not what we're doing here. This is people right. indulging themselves, acting as if they're they're absolutely in their own bedroom. They consider this my own bedroom. I get to do whatever I want. I don't need to present any kind of decorum here, even though this is a nice place here. You know, this is mm -hmm. not... Um, you know, the water park area sections of Canopy Lake Park. This is a nice area where the surroundings, at least in this lobby, you know, kind of demand that you at least dress, dress half civilly. That's it. Mm -hmm. And actually, I believe shoes are required in most places. So yeah, certainly any places where there's uh, the food service. There's and and I don't know that there is there, but upstairs there's a restaurant. He's in an area where people are preparing food. It's not really considered sanitary to be barefoot in areas where people are making food. It's kind of gross. You know, that's that's the restaurant industry standard is the no shirt, no shoes, no service. So I don't know why it would be. It's disgusting. It's a, this is food. my bedroom thing. It, we we used to have <clears throat> when I when I worked at hotels at front desk. We used to have people. Most of them were tourists from somewhere else. <clears throat> But they would check in while faces stuffed with food. And like I couldn't believe it. I wasn't this. I this. I mostly witnessed this when I was when I was a bellman. So I was like next to the front desk person. I would always give him a look, like hey, congratulations, you're dealing with this a hole who's eating. But now, like, why would you not? Why would you not, just for a moment, why would you not, like, take your hat off in a restaurant? Why wouldn't you? 
I want to hear right. from you guys, by the way. Like, why? Why wouldn't you? Like, mm-hmm. I know a friend of mine who used to, who was a radio producer for a while. He disagreed, and he also was a guy who always wore his hat, always. And you would never know until he had it off that he was bald. Right. And maybe that's it. But that it's an insecurity thing for bald guys. Maybe I guess so. I think they feel younger when they're wearing like a baseball cap versus when they take it off. You know. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, it's, but yeah, but I mean, I I don't understand. I don't think you should be wearing a baseball cap in the middle of the restaurant either. No, no, yeah, and I'm trying to think of some of the other things that like the the absolute rudeness that happens. First of all, I, most of my regrets happen in cars when, like, somebody does something. For instance, today somebody. I hit the stop sign. She hit the stop sign after me, and then she turned before me. It's my turn to go, mm-hmm. and I'm just waiting. If she just gave me a, a wave or something, that's something. I would th- thought, okay, she's communicating. She gave me nothing. Just went. She broke the rules. Just just made a left when it was my turn to go. I could have been going and not looked. Whatever. She couldn't give a bleep and nothing. So I hope that she perished tonight. Obviously, and I hope that like anybody like that, they just. People are terrible. Oh, God. And there's a, well, you know what? Alice, since I'm opening this door, here's another one. This is mm-hmm. from working in hotels, too. And not, I used to always have to go up to the rooms for something, for something, for something. I was a concierge or whatever. So I would go over. You know, this this is the park house. So we had three or four elevators there. Right. And I'd go and I'd hit, okay, floor seven, whatever. I was in the lobby. And undoubtedly, somebody from across the lobby would say, oh, wait, 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 and run to get in the elevator car with me as if it's the last one. <clears throat> They're constantly going. The place is only 14 floors high. They're coming back and forth constantly. Oh, wait, 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 wait. This urge, and I think maybe they think they're being cute. I don't know what it was, but I mean, I, I can't. I've done way too much wishing for death already. Ugh, yeah. And you know what? We had a friend of ours, wife used to make us all take our shoes off at their house. Yeah. And um, they're divorced now, and I'm happy. How else are you doing? Actually, That's believe a it big or not. That's statement. Mm-hmm. But even, believe, believe it or not, not. I'm actually, um, I'm not in a bad mood. Almost everything is really? going swimmingly today. Really? People in the chat think you might need a hug. I don't think I do. Actually, I had, it was a kind of a delightful ride down. I had, um. Listen to a bunch of podcasts. An interesting thing, one of the podcasts I listened to was the, obviously, the Commentary Magazine podcast. And um, they said, maybe it was Abe or maybe it was the guy, they had Jim Meggs in there. <coughs> and they said one of the things that, Jim Meggs, he wrote a big commentary article about this. Mm-hmm. And he said one of the things that like is essentially depressing about all the Twitter files that we're finding yeah, is that the left in in defending the fact that they that they um like didn't look into the Hunter Biden thing or didn't look or, or wanted to shut down debate about the origins of covid mm-hmm. like to him as a journalist that was disappointing because it means that because of tribalism they didn't have fire in the belly. They, as a journalist, you should first and foremost. Right. If you hear that the 
the the son of the vice president of the United, the former vice president of the U.S. United States, and you know, Democratic nominee, you know, is has been found present in a laptop containing pictures of him doing drugs with naked women after he's done transactions and been an Air Force. Two. If it were literally anyone well, else right. on the planet, it would have been a of huge. Of course, story. he's been in, he'd been doing drugs and he's been on Air Force Two with his dad, visiting people, doing visits, visits, business visits. Right. Well, then to to any real reporter, that is a dream. It doesn't matter if if you're a Democrat or a liberal, you know, that would be a dream. That's perfect. Mm-hmm. That's like I, I don't know who the reporters were when they took down Gary Hart, but I mean that's too good. You have him saying you're not going to catch me having sex with anybody, and then you track him out to a yacht where he's shacking up with a woman who's not his wife. Any reporter should be very interested in that kind of stuff. I mean, it's all newsy, and so. His feeling it was, Jim Mays was, essentially, since it's just too bad because tribalism now has made people not interested in looking for the truth, where they should be right. in journalism. Right. And then people who, like, for example, Matt Taibbi or Barry Weiss, who are getting these drops from the quote unquote Twitter files, they're being cast in serious publications. Like, I think it was, was it the New York Times who said that they were... That they were conservative journalists or the something. Washington when Post, I think, yes. It was the Washington Post. Yeah. Like, they're both liberals. That's what they are. So, of course. So the idea then that you're they get slammed. Anybody who's curious about the truth about a Democrat politician is now, by extension, must be a conservative journalist. Right. I it, guess it, is how this goes. Well, but isn't that interesting? Isn't that very telling that the Washington Post and got through all the editors, looks at them and they say, oh, yeah, they're liberal. Uh, they're conservatives. Mm-hmm. Isn't that interesting? So that means that anybody who's not purely in hyperactive activism mode is absolutely and is not completely and is it is it is not uneasy with um, free speech must be a conservative. Or you know what else it means, Allison? This is probably the thing here. Mm-hmm. It's because because they've sat with Joe Rogan for hours, right? And that's the problem. Right. Although so have some of the Twitter safety people. Right. And so that's what's interesting is that, you know, the, these Twitter people, it, it's fascinating what's happening with the Twitter files. And I'm less interested by the content of the files because themselves, because it's what we thought. And it's nice to have confirmation and all that. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, they didn't really have a reason to ban Trump. They were censoring conservatives. They didn't, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Right. They were getting informed by the FBI not to circulate the Hunter Biden thing, all, all of the above. All this stuff is what we thought, shadow banning existed, et cetera. But I'm almost more interested in people's reactions to it because it's so interesting to see the media go like, oh, well, Barry Weiss and Matt Taibbi are just conservatives. And are you like, are you sure? Because he was like a pro-Occupy Wall Street guy. It seems odd that all of a sudden he's a conservative. But the but so there's that. And then there's this these like weird attacks on Elon Musk. Like they really hate that he's exposing stuff and they're going after him in so many different ways. Not just, you know, they're sending the the building inspectors after him because he's letting employees sleep at the office. They're sending whoever after him. They're you know, they're looking for any and every reason. They're going after his advertisers. They're um they're trying to get employees to leak confidential information from the company. So that's another interesting one because Elon Musk was complaining that there are so many leaks from the company and saying that they're going to be attempting to enforce all their NDAs, which is hard to do as a company. But um, 
you know, the, everyone was acting like Elon Musk saying he was going to enforce NDAs was some sort of like evil thing that he was doing. Can you believe he's going after employees who are speaking out? Like, no, he's just like, they literally have NDAs. He's just trying to keep the inside baseball from the company out of the media. But, but that's what's happening. And he's, you know, experimenting, trying different stuff with Twitter. He might up the character limit. Now all companies have a yellow verified badge instead of not. Tom Shattuck has a verified badge with an asterisk on it now. Is that true? <laughs> no, it's not really an asterisk, but it does say if you click on it that it's a legacy verified badge and you may or may not be notable. I'm notable. Plenty notable. May or may hey, not be notable. So, uh, not sure. Uh, not sure about that, but he's doing all this stuff. But they're so mad about it, and they're mad because it makes them look bad. So, rightfully so, there's some concern that in some of the Twitter files stuff, it you don't want to release any personally identifying information from the employees at the company because that's just a bad look. And they are heavily redacted. A lot of like the Slack logs and whatever have people's names blocked out. They were all gleeful when they suspended Trump. They were like, we're a part of history. Isn't it so amazing? They were all proud of themselves. But then, um, but then like they're conflating that with stuff like this guy, Yoel Roth, or that woman whose name I forget, um, who was also like big in the, um, the getting rid of Trump story too. Right. And, um, these are, these are public figures. You know what I mean? They go on like big talk shows and stuff and talk to the media and they're essentially, they're verified, right? They're famous people at this point. So the idea that we're, that we can't publish their names or talk about decisions they made or things they did is just them having a double standard and protecting themselves when they go after conservatives in a much worse way. For example, now we're hearing that, um, Joel Roth and his boyfriend had to leave their home due to threats due to the Twitter files release. Yeah. Twitter's former head of trust and safety has fled his home due to an escalation in threats resulting from Elon Musk's campaign of criticism against him. A person familiar with the matter told CNN Monday. Joel Roth, who resigned from the social media company in November, had in recent weeks faced a storm of attacks and threats following the release of the so-called Twitter files. Now, are the attacks on Yoel Roth based primarily on stuff that was in the Twitter files or are they based primarily on stuff Yoel Roth tweeted and wrote throughout his career? Yeah, well, I would say the egregious ones are his enjoyment of uh, some rather blue and alternative activity. Yeah, and humor. And, you know, he wrote a big article about how he thinks, you know, young people should be allowed on Grindr because they're there anyway. So it's if you're following a harm reduction approach, it's better to have like an approach to deal with young people on Grinder than to just uh, ignore the fact that there's people under 18 using it. Or as he wrote in his uh, thesis, even worse, try and keep them off the platform altogether because it's such an important space for queer youth. And everybody's acting like this is some like attack on him or gross misrepresentation of what he said or something. But that's that's the thing that people have a problem with and it's funny because it's the same as the libs of tiktok thing it's like they put this stuff out there for publication or they put themselves out there on tv and stay stuff or they tweet stuff out to the world and then they get upset when other people point it out well yeah no uh, exactly this is an attack on me i can't believe you're telling people what i said like no you said it like that's that's your words like do you disagree with it now what's the problem and even like your buddy jesse single that you like 
feels is has been saying that people are misrepresenting his words on stuff and that it's irresponsible of musk to tweet it out because he has so many followers it's mean to yoel roth like the the guy's a public figure he wrote this stuff you know if he has a problem he can come out there and say something about it but the truth is he was saying that you know young people under 18 should be on grinder which is a gay hookup app i mean that's that's what he said. So so to pretend that that that's not what he said or that that somehow misrepresents the truth of what he said or something like that is it's dishonest. And, you know, like if he's so proud of it, he should stand by it. I don't know. That's that's the way people are. But, you know, you can yeah, go through Ellis, you can find a exactly, million tweets is, from him that are completely is, inappropriate. But this, Alice, this is exactly the taking the soccer fall thing. Right. You do the offensive thing, somebody else picks up, and then suddenly you're being attacked. Even though somebody usually is just criticizing what you've said, which is actually more offensive than any of the criticisms. This is the same thing that happened in Dead of Mass with the Christmas tree. It happens mm-hmm. everywhere. They do something offensive and cruel. You identify it. They, have, they accuse you of being offensive and cruel. Right. It's all they know, and they're suddenly the victim. They go right. They toggle right from that to the victim. But, but, but what I wanted to – I want to get back to something I was saying because I didn't quite finish. Mm-hmm. This idea that because journalism is dead, because journalists just want to do just fight on behalf of their team, right? And I think that and that is certainly something that's like forty and under. That's definitely a younger person thing, and I've seen that in newsrooms where they're all in, and they don't think they think they're just doing the right thing. They don't know a lot of time that they're being partisan. They just think they're on the right side of history, so they're doing this stuff like a bunch of the Twitter people. Um, but they're not on. It's not that they're on the right side of history. They don't understand mm-hmm. their, their job is not to be in the right side of history. Their job simply is to report. Now, somewhere along the lines, they watched too many West Wing stories, or or, or I don't know, watched all the President's Men, and then decided that they were much more important than just somebody who needs to report. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's hard work, etc. That they have to sp- help change the world, and all they were doing, and, and so they can do it from home, and they can get Twitter clout for their good job. And there's the pat in the head instead of the. Um, the city desk, uh, or the sort of instead of the 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 editor coming over and say, "At a boy, you're getting that boys through plaudits from on social media, and that's easy to do, and so it creates laziness." But my question for you is this: mm-hmm. If it's a bad thing that people are are being activists and thus mm-hmm. doing journalism, really doing PR and damage control. In acting as the Iron Dome defense system, isn't the flip side of that that people will be more voracious journalists when when scrutinizing their opponents? I mean, always, but I I think antagonistic journalism is the best journalism. I mean that. Uh, I happen to think oppo research is like a useful field of journalism because you want people who are going after, you you know, you either want people that legitimately don't have a team, but in terms of people who are like politics and Washington DC junkies, that's, that's harder to find, but you want people who really are from both teams and who are going to go after both sides, you know, and right. that's how the press was really conceived in the earliest times in our country which is you know when the first amendment was written is you know like thomas jefferson had a newspaper that was friendly to him and john adams had one that was friendly to him and they would like relentlessly attack one another there was no sense that like there should be some you know 
unbiased, neutral press that was just giving the facts. That was not something that there was. I think, you know, as long as people are clear about where they stand on things and what their opinions are, I don't think there's any problem with having media that's biased, right? Right. And and as long as you have space for both voices, as long as one side is like allowed to talk and and it's not considered hate speech whenever they open their mouths and they'll get doxxed and their families ruined just for saying it right well but also so, the, uh, go ahead no but that's what, that's all i was gonna say is it's you know as long as you have a fox news it's fine to have an msnbc and in a way they're both more useful than cnn which is purporting to be neutral but really isn't at all yeah but isn't there doesn't isn't, isn't this showing aren't we watching the um the formation of another column of news person. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so isn't this who's the kid from uh, the fact check kid from MSNBC? Ben Daniel Dale. Oh no, D- Ben Collins. Ben is it Ben Collins. Ben yeah. Collins is he a fact checker or is he just a MSNBC reporter? NBC I think he's in charge of both. He does both, but he's, okay. a, he's a bitch anyway. But anyway, so you've got him, and he's not going to report on all the fact check problems. Or all the stuff. He's not going to report badly about Biden, etc. He's not going to report about Bo. He's not interested. He's not going to. He's only going to um, go after Republicans. He's not going to get out there and be a reporter. Reporter. He's just going to go out there and uh, essentially just scrutinize um, mm-hmm. the Republicans and cherry pick this story or that story about uh, you know uh, how um, how un. Uh, unfactual this republican was about this and this republican was about this and right. attribute lies to republicans and trump people etc so that's, but that's why you have to have second. he's going to do that yeah. from his okay. he's going to do that from his computer well at the same time you've got hordes of other people who actually many of whom don't even call themselves journalists journalists who are also at their computers and these people are right. more tenacious and more hungry than he is. So he gets to go into the MSNBC set with the bright lights there and a special pass and gets to eat at the, at the 30 Rock uh, um, cafeteria. That's fine. He gets all that. But at the end of the mm-hmm. day, his work product is not as good as their work product. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The stuff that Stephen Miller goes and finds is more powerful than almost anything Ben Collins ever finds. Or of course. The, right. So, I mean, I, I think that the that we don't know it, but, but, but journalists who went to school for journalism and have Columbia, mm-hmm. they are being overwritten. 
by the people who are actually delivering news because journalist doesn't mean journalist anymore. It just means activist right. who's, you know, when front facing is um, is uh, lecturing people and telling you ab- about which candidates are lying, which which, of course, it, which it, if you're saying somebody's lying, then you're saying that, you, you know, their motivation, which is not something you mm-hmm. can know unless you're in their head. Um, meanwhile, when they're and then when they're when they're rear facing, when they're insular, they're looking inside the company, demanding that the editors not have conservative voices there, demanding that Barry Weiss get kicked out, demanding that, that Tom Cotton's op-ed not run. Those right. people are a net minus. They're, they're a drag on these institutions. But you've got the hungry go-getters, like the I guess we would have called them twenty years ago, the old PJ Media. You know the people who yep. who who found out the the fake crap on uh, that Dan Rather did for on George W. Bush and his mm-hmm. in National Guard days. I mean that is those people and those people and then there are some people who are in between like Tim Pool, you know and right. and um what's his name Andy, no, you know, mm-hmm. and, and you've got other people like that, and those people are, those people really are the real journalists, but I, they're not necessarily affiliated with you know old uh, traditional media names. Those people are hustlers. They're going out and doing it, you know. And I just think that right. that um, that I mean that is the optimist optimistic thing. And I think you mix that with the idea that Don, that Elon Musk just showed that you can have a huge worldwide platform, which in our circles is omnipresent. Not everywhere it's omnipresent, but in our circles it's omnipresent. It's a media newsy junky thing to do, and you can go in there. With all these great minds out of Stanford and MIT, et cetera, and Caltech, et cetera, yeah, and you can fire seventy percent of your staff, and there's no ripple effect. I think that is very good news. So you mix that with the fact that you have a bunch of deadbeat millennial, thirty-one-year-olds kind of people who go to the lobby uh, with bare feet because they think it's their bedroom, <laughs> who are you know writing little bitch fest articles on how Trump aids lie, you know, lie. That's a lie. It's a lie, which is not a news word. Um, I just think that the fi- fact that, that somebody's going to look around and say, we can let them all go. Like if, mm-hmm. and you're seeing that, I think around, what is it exactly are you doing? Me? Yes. I know you're giving me a yeah and a huh every few seconds just to. I'm sure. looking. Did you see, by the way, that Dan Marassi, candidate for a state Senate and Minifan, was randomly selected out of everybody to be, have his election uh, accounts audited? No, I didn't see that. That's interesting. <laughs> interesting coincidence, huh? Yeah, he was just posting about it. I noticed that, so I was curious about it. So, But it's interesting. I mean, because I do think liberals go after people that they don't like. Don't you remember? Was it Howie Carr who would say he get, he got audited like every year? Yeah, that was like Dukakis was going after him for years. Yeah, I mean, I, idea, I yeah. think that that stuff really does happen. Of course. I mean, obviously, with Obama's IRS, we know for a fact it happened. Like, that was the scandal-free presidency. Julian Phil in the chat say that Turtle Boy is the closest thing we have to real journalism in New England. I think that that's true. I think it's true. I think he's a fantastic journalist. Um, you know, because he really finds real stuff. And, like, we used to talk about that at the Herald, because at the time that you were at the Herald, they were still doing lots of, like, real stories, where they people would go through different state financial reports and stuff and actually find things to report on and say stuff. And Turtle Boy's like that. Like, he'll go through stuff and find things that's not out there that no one else has reported on yet. He's not just 
cruising social media looking for a story that everyone else has and then writing it up also and blogging about it, you know? And No, and he's actually, he's a great mix because... He's he is going through social media and he's getting handoffs left and right from people. But he's also going to courthouses in police stations. He's also out there hitting the streets. So, mm-hmm. I mean, he's the ultimate one man band, and and that's good. He had to learn to do. It. I don't think he's he's not even a real he's not even a trained reporter. He's just learned mm-hmm. organically how to but, go find stuff out and how to get people to give him drop him info. In the cops, to go love back him. to this point though, too, is he makes no show of being like neutral or something no although he you also know, there's not really a lot of use of allegedly in his articles and like you know trying to he does not go by the uh, ap style book no right no so Ra- the- ratchet is not in the style book <laughs> um yeah so- uh, what is it groin fruit or whatever that he uses crotch gro- crotch crotch goblin yeah <laughs> no no it's it's not so, but he makes no he makes no pretense at being anything that he isn't. Do you know what I mean? Uh, Morgan says he also cheats on his wife. I mean, ex wife. Yeah, yeah I, I don't care. Yeah, I mean, we've Tom and I have been through this. We've covered Turtle Morgan, Boy during he, the Jerry stuff. We're not like Morgan. He's from endor- Worcester. Okay, what do you want? <laughs> that that you know, I I'm not when I say I think Turtle Boy is a great journalist. I'm not necessarily endorsing every action in his personal life as moral. I, I, I voted for Trump twice, and I don't endorse every action in Trump's personal life as moral either. You take people as they come, but he is a great journalist, and he's far, far better than any of the yeah. people doing it in Massachusetts right now. Yeah, I mean, I think that the, the thing is that I think that the inception of his site, he decided to be himself, um, and so, and so it it's to his detriment in the sense that it gives mainstream it gives mainstream uh outfits a reason to ignore him and actually makes him feel better about stealing his stuff without attribution right right and it yeah it gives them a reason but how much money have all those outlets made off of stories that came from his reporting believe me believe me the crap i went through recently at a newspaper when i was trying to uh, advance turtle bar stories and credit him, <laughs> man. In the internal fights I got in, it was incredible, incredible. Like that guy. But that's, was and doing, he's been through like the thing not is that just that guy was doing what their reporters should have been doing, but they weren't. And he beat them. Right. So stories. that's the thing. And it's like, you know, of course he's not a perfect person by any standard. But I don't know what kind of person he. I don't care. I mean, but that's the thing, and, and and they go after him, and they use this as an excuse to go after him, his stuff, that like, shady stuff in his personal life or whatever, but, like, he can't use a lot of payment processors, like, his site gets destroyed. I mean, like, it, he gets taken to court constantly, like, real stuff, right? Like, not just reporters not crediting him, which is real because it impacts his income, but it but like stuff like where his income literally gets cut off because payment processors won't have him or he has to spend years of his life in courthouses and whatever, the things that get dismissed. So, I mean, like the left will really go after you with real stuff if they possibly can. And, you know, everybody has stuff in their life that can get used against them. Just like the, they're going to go after Elon Musk because they have, he has employees sleeping in the office. Like they'll take whatever they can get. If you're a person 
who really, and it doesn't matter. Elon Musk isn't a conservative either. Turtle Boy's not really a conservative either. I mean, he is what he is. And it's, it's sometimes he leans conservative, but I wouldn't not call him a conservative. And, you know, it's just, it's just being an iconoclast and being willing to blow up anybody, no matter what, and say what you think is true, no matter what, and not toe the line when all the institutions like the cathedral all lines up against you and tisks at you and says like don't say that or don't go after this person or don't talk that way or whatever and not caring about that is completely dangerous to them which is why they go after people like that with everything they have even though they're like not conservative it's not even ideological it's just being a person who's willing to not listen to them right that's all it is well, that's completely, of course, what it is. And, you know, that is all we have at this point. That is all we have. Right. Because I, I read so many local stories out of Connecticut and 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 read and um, watch so many local newscasts, and I cannot believe that they're using copy right out of press releases, right out of press releases from from government officials. Which is shocking, it's I'm sure, which includes, I'm sure, this Dan Maresi thing. I'm sure, I mean, I don't know if he's big potatoes enough for them to really go after him. But if it's a slow news, news day tomorrow, absolutely. And they're going to go right after whatever the, the, the Connecticut Democratic Party gives them. Of course. For bullet points. It's, yeah, it's, it's that's going to, well, it also shows you how afraid of somebody like him they are. You know, because he's got some turtle boy aspects about him. He's like right. all the things that that got through. You know, they can't stand. He's Portnoy, and he's Jordan Peterson, and he's young. Like you got a guy right. there who's a who's a threat. And so if they can, you know, cut him off now, then they're going to do it because they're wretched. Right. And like I say, it has nothing to do with like what we perceive to be the political teams of red and blue, right and left. Because you look at like Matt Taibbi or Barry Weiss, like all of a sudden they're conservatives. Like the words mean nothing to them. It's purely just people who will stand up to them that they're going to teach you a lesson to make sure you know that you would better always toe the line better always parrot the narrative or you are out and you are and once you are out of that club you are fair game for all that stuff for like legal consequences financial consequences all of it they'll go after you with everything they literally have i don't know it's incredible it's incredible oh did you Should eat we, that did you eat that fish uh no i i mean i've barely been here but well do you have to eat tonight uh yeah i do you gonna have some okay i'll have it's some delicious fish. 425 for 15 minutes delicious okay. will do will do I should mean, we I hit ate... the chat chat but you don't want to talk about the fish anymore i mean I, I think it's great the fish i'll eat it i promise oh okay jesus what am i supposed to say i'll eat the fish honey okay how much are you going to eat? Four ounces. That's not much of that fish. Make sure you, <laughs> make sure you wrap it up tight then because it's really good. It's expensive too. Okay. Will do. Okay. Maybe the kids will eat some, but probably not. Probably not. They won't. Don't even bother. Don't cook the whole thing. Okay? Okay. Hi. Steve from Merriman. Hey. Just Hi, Steve. reacting to your segment on uh, Lou Merloni uh, moving on. Uh just an observation. There's no way that Lou or Christian Fourier enjoyed working with that woman. She is horrible and she <laughs> is so untalented. It's unlistenable. 
and uh, they both hate her. I guarantee it. <laughs> and her voice, my God. Ooh. I mean, you want to talk about the inspiration for Twin Beds. Ay, ay, ay. So, well, Tom, you worked with that woman. I worked with Megan before she was Mago Waffles. I worked with Megan Adelini. So, to us, she was one, she was just nice in the halls. She was nice. She was kind of new then. Um, she was never salty about stuff that I had asked her to do, even though I wasn't her boss, but I was, you know, I was in, I had the ability to ask her to do stuff, although she had editors. Um, I never saw her really complain. She was kind of, she was, her personality on the air. Made for a potentially good third chair because she was kind of a guy's girl. She would talk about bars she'd go to. She loved the Beacon Hill Pub. She lived in in Cambridge. She'd go to this, and so she was that kind of that cool guys girl thing. Um, I feel it, like there's no bigger like sports I, radio I, like stereotype morning show stereotype. I think you're right. You're right. You're right about that. Absolutely. That's like hanging with the barstool guys with hat. Although she would never right? have been part of barstool, she was absolutely. Absolutely, culturally. Is, was it her who was Towelgate, or was that a different Harold That was person? Marissa and Jemmy. That was not her, okay. although she okay. probably was on this, that side. I, 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 I do seem to recall a time, and it was very obvious that they were not down with the, with the Portnoy, Minahan, Cal- and that whole thing was not. Right. They made that very clear, I think. Um, and um, and so so yeah. On a personal note, I I I liked her just fine because she was just she was just fine. Um, but, um, but yeah, this is a, to think that she was going to change the show. I mean, I didn't know what they expected her to be. I mean, there just aren't too many, I I, I don't know. First of all, you went from Glenn Ordway mm-hmm. to her. You can't, that's, that doesn't make any sense. Glenn Ordway knows exactly what he's doing. And, and, and it's not like, these are two jocks. Um, Fourier and and Lou mm-hmm. Marloni, and they're exceptionally smart jocks for jocks, and they they are in the world and they're dudes, and it's kind of a dude medium. It is. It's some some women can roll with it. There's no doubt about that. I'm not, I'm not sure I can name one, but some can. Um, but you, you're not you like it was the. It seemed like the aim was to be a C plus show. That was the aim. Yeah. Or else you'd have somebody in there more interesting, but maybe they didn't want to be interesting and Lou was getting paid too much money and they thought hopefully that we can slide her in. But Fourier is going to be getting paid too much money anytime now too. Oh, I like him. I like everybody on that show. I like him too. There you go. I've covered my ass. Just in case. <laughs> you made everybody happy. You've pleased everyone. Absolutely. Ho, ho, ho. I thought I'd clear something up. Uh, okay, Santa has that. never been celibate. And yes, when I uh, track down these child traffickers, I always say, you know what you're getting for Christmas? Lead. Ho, 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 ho. Oh, wow. Ho. He'd whack them. Is that ho, true, Alice? Ho, ho. I thought- wow. Um, mostly he uh, rescued young women from being sold into prostitution because it by it, he was wealthy by giving them a dowry so that they could be married. So, but that's, that's where the giving gift without saying who they're from comes from and you can because- you can suck the fun out of it all day alice <laughs> i mean you know. go hang out with the barefoot guy all right hi alice i know you're uh quite bright intelligent 
insightful woman who knows her man very well, uh, which caused me to be a little baffled uh, when you were surprised after you showed Tom that AI chat function that he took to it like a, a little toy. <laughs> Um, and pretty much distracted him the rest of the podcast. You might as well just give him a pizza and a picture of Bloody Marys for that matter. Mm. Anyway, I thought that was quite an engaging, uh, interesting little segment, though. Appreciate you bringing that to my attention. I was aware of this capability, but not the specifics. Well, I sent Tom several articles about it as part of my show prep, which he did not read or take any interest in or know anything about. So I had to explain it to him on the show. I must have been napping. Sorry Sorry about that. My goodness, didn't Mm -hmm. read not the specifics. So I went and logged in myself and messed around a little bit. Of course, it spit back a bunch of the stuff it did with you guys. It said it didn't know what the burn barrel was. It didn't know anything about Chelsea Fire hot sauce. So (laughs) I was about to give up when I asked it for a romance story um, between a celebrity couple caught in a gaslighting scandal. So it wrote me a nice little story. Uh, That's right, folks. The rumors are true. Well-known celebrity couple who we will not name to protect their privacy, has been caught engaging in manipulative and insidious behavior known as gaslighting. For those who you don't know, gaslighting is a form of emotional abuse in which one person manipulates another person into doubting their own perception of the reality. It is a cruel and insidious tactic that can have dev- de- devastating effects on the victim. This behavior is completely unacceptable, and it's time for the perpetrator to be held accountable for their actions. We demand justice for the victim and an end to this toxic cycle of abuse. So... Uh, I guess you guys actually are in this uh, in this AI chat. That is correct. <laughs> that's <laughs> when that's when uh, I was on uh, trying to open up an interesting discussion about uh, motivations in media, and Alice was, you know, surfing the J.C. Penney clearance sale, <laughs> and then claims yeah. to be doing research on Dan Moresi. Oh no, I was looking at Dan Moresi. Thank you. Listen to the art, my my talking about that tonight, Alice, and you could respond to it during tomorrow. <laughs> Leave your response in the chat chat. Okay, I will. Speaking of which, it's not just the chat chat, but it is the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hotline chat chat, which is the sponsor of the call-in function. Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce. It is a wickedly flavorful blend of habanero and ghost peppers. So you have both the flavor and the heat in one five-ounce bottle. You uh, also have it approved if you are on a Wicked 180 weight loss. They use sea salt for reduced sodium, and they have no preservatives. You can find that at Whole Foods, Market Basket, Big Y, Stop and shop online at Walmart Marketplace, uh, Amazon, or at oh. ChelseaFireHotSauce.com. ChelseaFireHotSauce.com. Plus 5% goes to charity for fallen firefighters. Yes, 5% goes to, let me pull it back up here, 5% of all the sales proceeds go to the National Fallen Firefighters Foundation, helping families and coworkers of fallen firefighters. Mm. <laughs> I feel like I've uh, gained two, two new friends to this podcast, uh, Steve and Merrimack and um, Danny and Bill Ricca. But maybe I'm reading way too much into it. But I have started making the friendship bracelets. So that's interesting. That is Justin now duplicating. Stephen Merrimack did seem to know a lot about Justin's calls. I think yes. he's listened to those pretty closely. But yeah, so. that is Justin now duplicating messages of his that were not played and replanting them so they will get paid played which i do more than somewhat uh, uh respect alice do you have any concerns over tom's recent criminal revelations <laughs> running red lights not paying bar tabs no that's from like that's stealing it's past the statute of limitations and work i don't know shady character 
He is a shady character, although I did know this. That's correct. I am a petty thief. Uh, I do not steal directly from people. I steal from faceless organizations, mean, malevolent organizations, and the government, uh, state government mostly, and uh, the state right above me right now, as a matter of fact, and I intend to keep that going forever. You know okay. what? Do your worst, right? Right. <sighs> so that girl I was talking to on Bumble, um, <clears throat> turns out... um. That uh, she uh, was uh, what her age she said she was, but she was trying to shake me down for 10K. So um, I grew uh, uninterested, to say the least. If she's attractive, then give her the money. Right, Alice? No. Hi, Steve from Aramac. I forgot to address one thing that Alice said in a previous episode, Mm -hmm. which was that in her mind now, I'm the good-looking guy from karate. That's right. That uh, you know, Tom has a non-sexual crush on. Uh, let me just put Sorry it this way. That. If the guy, the really good-looking guy from karate is London, then I'm Tokyo. I am as far from the good-looking guy at karate as you could possibly be. But thanks. Yeah, no. The good-looking guy from karate was all big teeth and good looks. He was like... Hey, nice to see you, Tom. He was he was a guy, he was he knew he was handsome and he knew that I knew he was handsome. It was made very clear to me. <laughs> so what is it that you're doing now? I'm just looking at the chat. You're but looking, no one's saying anything. You're looking at the chat. Yes. <laughs> do you think that that is the best use of <laughs> What do you want me to do? Well, I don't know, you respond to the phone calls and the I did. I responded to the phone call. I said I'm just still gonna picture him that way, that's all. And you said and then I responded, and you're, and then you said you're looking at. And the you said the guy from Karate was all a big smile at you, and was like, "Hey, Tom." So I don't know. What am I supposed to you say to that? Tom? Don't over engage. Don't over engage in the show. You wouldn't want people to feel like you're whole, totally committed. And this is <laughs> that's not true. All right. Well, that's it. So I'm gonna spend tonight like I did last night. You know what I did last night? Uh, you drank and then you put on your CPAP and went to bed? That is an incomplete <laughs> assessment of what I did last night else. <laughs> what else did you do? You don't know what I did last night? Uh, that's all I know about, but I was doing other stuff with our kids. What else did you do? <laughs> <laughs> is there something that you want to talk about? <laughs> Alice? Nope. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I worked with a little company called Acast to make sure that uh, our sponsorships were were present but not um, aggravating to listeners. So for tomorrow, Alice, we're, we'll do a show where you're invested in it too. That's rude to say. I brought stuff to this show and talked about things on this show. You're you're on video now. Just because not... I'm not making eye contact with you. I think. I don't know. I just feel, uh, guys. Tell me, was she in, was she invested tonight or not? Maybe it's all me. Actually, I've been trying to close this video camera, and I can't close it. it this is it only makes it small and somewhere else. So, it's, so because I don't like to, I've been seeing me, and I've been worried about my lighting during while well, I've been monologuing. Do you want to play the music? Okay. Well done. Oh, something happened. 
There we go, right there. Thank you so much, as always, for listening. We appreciate you so much, Patreon listeners. As Tom mentioned, on the Patreon, you can also now find the most recent episodes available without ads in them. If you would like to listen that way, you can also always find us for free at barnbrowpodcast.com. Although that version has ads, it's available on all your podcast apps, on YouTube, on Rumble. And uh, you can leave messages for the chat 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 there as well. The Chelsea Firewicked hotline chat chat. And you can email us burnbarrelpodcast at gmail.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.